This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting. I actually have 18 now. Shh, don't tell anyone. Um, my guest today is our wonderful co-host who's coming back to the fold slowly but surely, Linda Hall. We're going to talk about some challenges she's had with COVID. The main one being combining two multi-cat households. Yikes. Let us go to our first commercial break with our wonderful sponsor and we'll come right back to find out how she made it through this challenge. We'll be right back. So now I've got this pack of four Sharpe Rescue dogs for, oh my goodness, probably five, six years. They get a regular diet of Dynavite with every meal. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. People remark on what beautiful coats they've got. I tell them, you don't need to wait until a problem presents itself. It's far better to keep the dog happy and healthy at all times. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to 1918 Cats and Couching with your host, Rita Reimers, RitaReimers.com, and your lovely co-host, Linda Hall, who is also my guest today. Welcome, Linda. It's so good to have you back. I get bored doing the show alone because, you know, I'm the straight guy and you're normally the comic comic relief, the person that adds a sparkle. But we're going to be talking about some serious topics today, although we'll find a way to laugh about some of it. Always. um, Mainly, we're going to talk about cats, COVID, how this year has made our companion animals more important than ever to people like me who don't live with other people. and um. Some challenges you've faced both on the COVID front and on the household front. So first of all, how are you doing with your COVID? I know you've had some challenges around it. Yeah, there are some lasting, you know, one thing that people don't realize, they seem to think occasionally someone will die from it. Usually people will live and get better. Kind of true. But I think the deaths are more, especially they, you know, if it's grandma, then yeah, she's old, but young people don't die. This is not true. I lost my son-in-law who was 38 who worked with us to COVID and I was very, very sick. The recovery is a lot slower. People that, you know, I'm not positive anymore, but the fatigue and some of the issues drag on. And then I've just been having a problem. I still got a cough from what was it, July when I got it? Yeah. And uh, exhaustion. And yeah, I walked 10 feet and I'm coughing and, and tired and lightheaded. And so I went to the doctor and it turns out that I have scarring in my lungs from COVID and the damage that it did. Great. And it caused some instru- obstruction. So I now have COPD, which I will have for the rest of my life. Lovely. Thank you, so, 2020. Yeah. The gift that keeps on yes, taking. for sure. I kept saying COVID is the gift that keeps on giving, yeah. And uh, my daughter has had a lingering cough. She's actually on her way to the doctor right now to get that checked out. Good. And uh-huh. I, I heard I her thought- coughing in the background. I was like, no, that's not good. 
Yeah, it's just been an ongoing thing. We don't even think anything about it. It's like, oh, yeah, she's coughing again. But, yeah, there are so many problems. Um, A lot of people are having leaking heart valves. There are a lot of people that are on oxygen for the rest of their lives. I just heard from someone who's, I believe it was her brother that got it and got a brain infection. And so he had problems with movement and speech and kind of like when you have a stroke. So there, there's just numerous problems that can follow it. And you don't have to, you know, even with people who didn't have a pre-existing condition, we're not old, you know, young, active people that it's just going to stay with them forever. So yeah, it's not like the flu. You get it, you get over it, you move on. No, not it's not days. like that. No, no, not always. No, no not matter always. who says that, no. Yes. And, yes. and you, you've had, like, everyone in your household has had it. Yes. And you've had all, you've had the very worst case with Sebastian yes. passing away, unfortunately, <sighs> leaving behind a young widow, died on her yeah. second birthday. No, you can't make this up. If you wrote right. this in a movie of the week, everyone would go, oh, come on. No, but it was real. Two days after his birthday. True that, um, yeah. You had your husband that had... A very mild case to mild. He wasn't yes. sure he had it, but he's got some lingering yeah. effects too. And yeah. you had your son actually had it first. And he had like a middle of the road case, but lots of throwing up. It was like a really super bad flu. And yeah, you know, kind of, I don't want to get too graphic here, but the kind where you don't know which end of the toilet. Right. No. He was just, and the appetite and the loss of sense and, and taste and of smell and taste. And just, yeah, he was very, very sick. He had it, um, it was about eight days total that he had the worst of it. But then it took another probably week for him to recover from it or so. Um, and I said, you know, he had a lighter case. And he corrected me very quickly and said, <laughs> I thought I was going to die. What are you talking about? Yeah, so, but that was before, you know, y'all had it and Sebastian had the worst uh-huh. case. Yeah. So comparatively, I mean, it was awful. We don't want yes. anyone ever go through it and see he's young he's what 15 15 so young people do get it and they do get very yeah. sick yeah just four months after his 15th birthday less a little less than four months after his 15th birthday so yeah hello tail <laughs> i just saw tail go past we're gonna talk about your boo-boo kitty, kitty a little later on the show. Um, <laughs> i've been encouraging linda to start a platform in sebastian's honor and i'm hoping she'll do that so that's one of the reasons i want to dedicate the show, a lot of it's talking about COVID, what it's really like to live with COVID and its lasting effects. I also, we suspect, had COVID. My test came back negative. My antibody test came back negative. But for two months, I had fever. I still have a fever. It's 99.1 today, but it's lower. At least it's under 100. I had the diarrhea until this week. I'm finally back to normal BMs, a little TMI there, but stomach pains, dizziness, nausea, lots of, I was nauseous this morning. And my doctor even says, she's pretty sure I had it, but, you know, yeah. with, they can't prove it. And there's a lot of people like that. I was talking to a customer service rep earlier today. I had to call about one of my accounts. And um, he has this really deep, sounds like you should be on radio. And I said, oh, you should be on radio or TV. And he said, yeah, I'm just happy to have my voice back because I had COVID. And he's like, he's still, and he sounded like a young guy. I would have probably put him in his late 20s, early 30s by his voice. And he said he's still having the exhaustion. He had the cough forever. But those are the the lucky cases. There's over a quarter million people in the United States who weren't so lucky. What are we up to? 300,000 now, I think. I don't know. It's lot. insane. I haven't looked in a while because I used to watch the stats every day. I'd get out and see even just in my area of how many. And then it just got to be like too much. You know, I, I live in a fairly small rural city and, uh, I remember my son's friend's mother, you can follow that, got it. And uh, we were very worried. It was before, not long before Cameron got it. Um, I want to say it was maybe May. And I think she was number 22 
in our county to get it. And, you know, now we're up to close to a thousand, I think. So, yeah, I mean, the way it has just. You're over a thousand. You're over a thousand. We're running up to 3000. I also live in a small rural area, but it's bigger than yours. We've got part of, we have a, the, the county is huge, Lancaster County, South Carolina, and part of the county is right up against Charlotte. It's very populated. But right here in the little part of Lancaster, the town itself, you know, we're like you. There's one McDonald's, there's one Burger King, there's yeah, one Wendy's, one Applebee, one of everything. And I've been not going places, but, you know, I had to go to stores because, like, everybody I shared on Facebook that, you know, I've had to downsize my life. I got rid of my cars. I bought a new old car. Um, had to go uh, turn in my plates yesterday at the DMV on one of my cars. Nobody in line, nobody in there getting waited on had their masks over their nose. They had them on because it's mandated, but under their nose. The employees had them, had them on. And they also had, I don't think I told you this yesterday, they had chairs, like two deep chairs so that you couldn't get too close. But of course yeah. you have to hand them your stuff. This is boo-boo. Yes. <laughs> the lady, I handed her my ID. And she touched it with her bare hand and gave it back to me. And all I could think is COVID germs, COVID germs. Yes. Because you know, all the other people's things that she touched before she yes. touched mine. And then this yeah. poor old lady, she's in there with a walker, right? She was getting waited on before me. She dropped her license. And, like, you could see about four people lurched forward, wanting to pick it up for her. And, and then, then think, am I supposed to do that? Can I do that? Will she be offended if I do? She finally picked it up herself. But, you know, everything we do in life, you have to think. And I a store and automatic. I look. Mask, no mask, mask, no mask, no yes. mask. Too many people with no masks, I'm out of there. Yes, yes. And you don't know, you know, scratch their nose. And maybe they were wearing their mask, but they had an itch. They pulled it down. They scratched their nose. Then they grabbed their license to give to the, you know, or their credit card or whatever, you know. And this is the scary thing. In the beginning, my main fear, I was hearing about all the people who were concerned when we found out that pets could get it. Our companion animals could get it. Our cats and, and some dogs have gotten it as well. And they were, you know, wanting to pitch Fluffy out into the out into the yard because they're scared Fluffy's going to get them sick. And so my main passion at that point was to let everybody know, yeah, the cat can get it, but they get it from a human. They can't right. give it to you. Right. And if you get your cat sick, well, you better be there to take care of your cat. <laughs> so, I know. This is I'm Boo-Boo. laughing at Boo Boo Kitty. Yeah. Boo-Boo's, Boo-Boo's sister yeah. died about a month ago. And for a while he was out of sorts. But now he's back to being his normal bratty yeah. self. I love him, but I tell him all the time, I don't want another one like you. Exactly. Because he raises his tail. Another challenge that we're seeing with COVID, and Linda, you just lived through this, is people having to move back in with family members, which Nikki moved back in with you guys, because you know, she yes. just lost her husband, right? Yes. Having to combine animals two multi-cat households you guys had to combine i'm sorry yes. if there's noise on the mic that's boo boo rubbing against it <laughs> he's um, just going back and forth back i know, forth. I know. <laughs> he's a brat but uh-huh. um did the thought of combining at the time you had eight cats i know warren passed yeah. away so now you have yeah. seven seven cats and a dog with her four cats did it just struck terror into your heart Beyond terror, <laughs> petrified, yes. Like, you know, I already felt like my house was really full of animals, like I was at my limit, you know. And, and you know, the last few that I took in were not really intentional. But, you know, I, like you, not quite as bad as you. But, you know, I always laugh and I tell You're people all the time. Uh-huh, I tell people all the time, Rita will say she's full up. But if somebody shows her a three-legged cat with one eye who's going to get euthanized, she is on her way to get oh. that baby. <laughs> I tell you, Rating for those. Yes, yes, reserved for those. So, yeah, and 
my cat Kismet is FIV positive. So it, the only thing it affects is his immunity is not great. So, you know, I really have to watch him. For one, I was afraid he was going to get COVID from us. Right. I mean, I was, I was not, most cases so far that they've had have just been a small respiratory problem with the cat. They get over it. They're fine. But when you have an FIV cat whose immunity is lowered, this could turn very serious very quickly. So I really was trying to avoid the cats and I was sick, which was awful. You know, they come up to love on you and especially they know you're sick. So they want to be, you know, and I'm shooing them off of me being bad, mean mommy. because Especially Kizzy. He's, he's like your, he's like your nurse cat. Like Latte was. He is. Yes. Yeah. We used to call Latte nurse. I'm sorry. Boo Boo's just cracking me up here. I know. But yeah. And, you know, and where we're going to have fights. And one of Nikki's two now, she moved out, I think, just before her 19th birthday. And she said before she got her apartment, she wanted to have a cat. So we had gone to the Humane Society. We had picked out a kitty for her, Tiger. And she's had him pretty much her entire adult life. And he's an old man. And he is a cranky old man. If, (laughs) If Tiger were a human, he'd be that guy screaming out the door, get out of my yard, you know, get out of my I know, I know the type. Yes, that's a hundred percent tiger. And then Shadow that they um, rescued. They were living in this trailer court where everyone seemed to think it was great to dump their animals there. So they had rescued her, and we call her their dumpster baby. She's very small for her age. Uh, I think just you know malnutrition, and she's very food focused. And I mean, I have to tell everybody no crumbs on the counter, no nothing, because she also has digestive problems. And if she eats something outside oh, of her special diet. We have diarrhea cat on our hands. Yeah, my smoking. So, yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm the fighting. And I mean, it just, you know, my house was, it was settled and everybody got along or ignored each other, which works for me too, as long as you're not fighting. And sure. everybody had their spaces. And then it's like, ah, we're moving in for cats. Well, yeah. I mean, you've got three adults, you might as well say. I mean, Caramel's yeah. 15, but he's an yeah. adult sized person. And how many cats is it now? I've lost track. 11, 11 cats and a dog. But me, I've got 18 cats and it's just me. So if I had three people here too, I would feel the crowding. And I'm sure the cat, see, I'm touching my face. You can't help Yeah, me. exactly. We all do. So did you organize how you were going to integrate them or how did it end up working out? How did, how did this ha- occur? Well, I think a lot of phone calls to you were the start. <laughs> Not so many, you know more than you think you know. Yeah, but I learned it all from you. But um, so we decided that we were going to take, we we took two at a time. We first brought Inky and Shadow and Shadow warmed up very quickly. I mean, there was a minute of hiding and, you know, not sure that she wanted to see me or, you know, but she was basically okay. Very social cat. Two black ones, right? Yes. yes. And they look alike too. Yes. Yeah. And you already had a black cat in the house and you have to, yeah, you have to like really look who is that. (laughs) Um, So... And Inky just went to hide. We didn't see Inky for like two days. But then when he came out, he was fine. He was like, I'm here. Everything's great. Well, and that's something, yeah, a lot of people, you know, get really worried about that. I haven't seen this cat. And and I've had that problem before with bringing home cats. Some cats just need to hide. And you get really concerned, like, you know, are they starving? Are they, you know, I brought Kizzy and Karma home and Karma hid under the bed for weeks. And I was just so concerned that she wasn't eating. Where is she going potty? I don't know. She was fine. She just took her some time. So, so yeah. While Boo Boo like readjusts my computer. Uh I know. Oh, believe me. I know how that goes. So, uh, 
they almost had a fight going right there. And uh, so, yeah, so I they acclimated and then you brought over the other two. And then, yeah, we were talking about we wanted to wait until Nikki's room was ready because we had to move everybody around and get her room ready for her. And um, she, like I said, she's been out of my house since she was 19. And um, so I wanted to wait till her room was ready because. I thought that Tiger, her old man, would just live in her bedroom until old age and, and he's gone. He's just not friendly with people. And yeah, nope, he was out and about. But then we remembered that when we first got him, her apartment wasn't ready. And so he lived here for about two weeks. <laughs> and, and then she had had a problem with an apartment that had some problems with it. And she lived here for about a week later before she got the next apartment. So he'd been here before. And I was shocked, but he just remembered it. He was like, oh, I'm back. Everything's cool. Well, you're the one who picked him out, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he picked me out, but now it's rare. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's squirky. He's definitely and, a one-person cat. Yes, yes. And then we brought over Harley as well, who's skittish, but, you know, really adjusted really well. But all of the cats changed in a way. Kizzy went and was hiding under Nikki's bed for a long time. And he really lost some weight. We realized she didn't have food and water in her bedroom. And I think he was just staying. I think he was just mad about all these other cats and he just wasn't eating. So <laughs> after we got He's knocking everything over. This is great comedy. After we got him out of her room and about now, he seems to be doing a little bit better, but he's still staying on the highest places he can get and kind of sleeping with one eye open because he's not really thrilled that we have added to the colony. Uh, but well, and he had been on his own for a while when, when uh, Terry, who rescued him, found him. He was living with a, a colony of feral cats. He's not feral. So I think he's going back to his old, you know, Maybe. I don't trust these people. I could get hurt. You know, he just seems to be on guard all the time. Well, so let's take a small break and then come back and talk about some of the new challenges you're facing. Uh -huh. While Boo Boo knocks over the microphone one more time, <laughs> we'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Oh, Boo Boo, we're back with 19 cats and counting. Boo Boo is, he's picking up my mouse pad. So we're talking oh. about how your cats were acclimating and how Kizzy's kind of Recluse. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking yes. for? Yes. Recluse. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Was out with a bunch of cats and having to forge. Yes. Yes. I'm fighting with the Korg now. <laughs> this is hysterical. I really hope you post the video on this because people really need to see well, it. I, I, I should be videoing it with this because 
he's just having a, a wonderful time. It's sort of yeah. off camera, though. Yeah. You just see, now you I'm running. Goes, I'll run yeah, the video. Right tail running through. And now, yeah. Now he'll behave. But anyway, yeah. so how have you gotten him to calm down? And we'll talk about another challenge you're facing too uh, <laughs> we, well nikki kicked him out of her room because he tried to pee on her xbox yeah that was bad and um so he had to, which is not a normal kizzy behavior so i mean they've all changed you know i thought it was just going to be integrating the new kitties with the og kitties but the og kitties have really changed too in, in this process so it was OG you know getting kitties his, the original yes, gangster kitty kitties for yes, anyone who doesn't OG know what that means kitties. yes so now that we've made him come out and be with us more and he's hanging out with us more and he fell asleep on on my husband the other night and uh and he's eating again but he's still Good. really hanging and i I heard a scrap, so I heard the, the growls and the howls going, and I went out, and Kizzy was, like, petrified on the chair with, I don't remember who was bullying him. So I picked him up and brought him in the bedroom and put him in the one of the cat beds and was like, you know, hang out here with mom. I'll protect you from the bullies. <laughs> and then Nikki's cat, Shadow, that was the, the little one that I told you was such a dumpster baby everybody's picking on her and i yeah there's no blood there's no guts it's just the howling and the fear and chasing them in here and you know and they're hiding and a lot that, of noise that's what happens with the cat that's the lowest on the hierarchy yeah. is that she starts acting like prey and it brings out their prey drive and they yes. start chasing like they're hunting and of yeah. course she's gonna scream well they love that reaction it's kind of like the bully at school you know, yeah. the bully picks on the people that are going to give them a reaction. And that's exactly. what's happening in your house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she was really getting it. And we had problems with inappropriate litter behavior. And then uh, I thought... going on. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of poop outside the box. And because Shadow has such loose stools because of her, her sensitivities to food, we knew who did it, you know? Normally, if you have 11 cats and you find poo, you have no clue where this came from. We know who this was. And so we found that she was using a box that was upstairs that didn't have a lid on it. And I, oh, she doesn't want to get trapped in a litter box right. where she there's no way out. There's She can't right. jump out the side. She can't jump out the back. There's one opening and there's a cat standing there. Oops. So we took those off and Very that important. has helped. Yes, that has helped. Although there's still one day she was uh, standing by the litter box, going to use it. And she stopped. And all of a sudden we hear this. And so I said to Nikki, find out what's wrong with your daughter. So she said, there's nothing over here. Well, then she went to move the door a little bit and she jumped and screamed. It was like Deadpool. Deadpool. He was waiting was to house on the door, yeah. staring at her like, go for that litter box. Yeah. So we you called me, out. was it today or yesterday? And you said, I have a boo-boo. That was today. And I thought, I'm like, you have a boo-boo? What? You have a boo-boo yeah. on your shoulder? No, I have a boo-boo cat. Because my boo-boo does this too. You what did Deadpool do? He was over on the side of the bed. I was sitting on the bed and he was over by my side in the corner. And it's, you know, there's only a couple feet between my bed and the wall. And he just was moving differently, sitting differently. I don't know. It just wasn't right. And and I thought it almost looked like the posture when they're using the litter box. And so I said, no, get out of there. Get out of there. You got no business down there. And I'm like, tapping it. I'm not hitting him, but you know, I'm like nudging him, like get out of here. And he's not moving. And then I saw his tail vibrate. And because I have spent time in your home and I have seen your precious boo-boo spray your walls, I was like, yeah, 
out. So I'm yelling. And my Cameron, my 15-year-old son, was standing in the doorway. So he went and grabbed him. That cat didn't stop. Kept spraying as he's being carried out by the That's Cameron. bizarre. That's bizarre. Oh, man. He'll threaten. He puts his tail. You've seen it. He puts his tail up. And he looks at me right in the eye. And I go, boo-boo. Or I stand up. And he, he stops. He just wants to yep. tell your yeah, yeah. It's like, no, I am spraying this. It's mine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Boo-boo clearly wants, because 99% of the time when Boo-boo does that, you're engaged with something else. It happens so often when you and I are on the phone or something. Uh-huh. He knows your attention. And, and he's that little kid tugging on his shirt going, mom, 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 well, mom, mom, mom. parading back and forth here because exactly. I'm talking to you. Exactly. Yes. yes. But your guy, he's like, he's uh-huh. protesting. Yeah. Was it in the bedroom? He doesn't want any other cats in there with you guys. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't want, is that where the litter box confrontations were happening too? He doesn't oh, want Shadow that, using that litter box. You oh, see. honey, I hadn't thought of that, but yes, ma'am. Yeah, that's that's the box. It's it's become a very popular box. Uh, another thing, I swore up and down I would not have a litter box in my bedroom. I am not tracking litter to my bed. I am not getting cats while I'm laying in bed. I know. Keeps- I have two. Yeah, you kept telling me I was going to have to, and I fought it, and I fought it, and I fought it, and then they started peeing in the bedroom. And, you know, I learned from you, they'll tell you where you need to put a litter box, and you can listen, or you can clean up urine. All right. Here are your choices. So, there's a litter box, and it is so popular. It's so I know, mine are two in the bedroom. I hate it. I didn't want it in, I have two in there. I didn't want them in there, but, you know, if I didn't do that, I got a chair for that room. You've seen that chair. Yeah. I've never sat okay, in that beautiful. chair. The louder. The cats decided if I wasn't going to put a litter box in that room, they were going to pee on the chair. So, yeah, the behaviorist has issues, too. And, and I have ways to stop it from happening. But the thing is, you have to be willing to do what the cat needs. Unfortunately, it meant putting a litter in the bedroom. So it now means that I have to vacuum my sheets before I crawl into bed because there's yeah. little granules. And it doesn't yeah. matter what kind of litter you buy. The granules yeah. are, there's going to be some of it in the yeah. bath. And you yeah. have that. Yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And at night when yeah, I get up to go to the bathroom yeah. before I get in bed, you know, you kind of kind of rub your feet together and try to get as much off yeah. before you climb or in. the feet in the bed, yeah, because then I'm bringing it into the bed. Even, it doesn't oh. matter if you sweep just before bed or whatever. There's going to be some in that bed. Yeah. So I think I told you what I do is I put on a, a fitted sheet. I put mm-hmm. on two flat sheets. Okay, because then when I get sick of trying to brush it out, then I just get between the two flat sheets. I have a new surface because I don't want to change the bedding every other day. That's a lot of work. Uh, 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 And then sometimes I'll pull out the little vacuum cleaner, vacuum Mm -hmm. it out. They usually I'll run away and that gives me a moment to get in the bed and get situated because that's another thing. When you've got that many cats and you are sharing your bed with your husband, so it's even worse. Trying to find him in the bed. Who is it that keeps wedging between you two? A Supra. She will come up and just like a little kid trying to squeeze in between mom and dad or sitting together in the pew of church or something, you know, and she will just wedge. She'll go over our heads if she can't get through. She'll go over our heads and over the pillows and then she'll just <laughs> in between us until she can get, yeah. <sighs> and yeah, apparently Brian told me yesterday I owed him $20 and I said, why do I owe you $20? And he said, you told me you'd give me $20 if I could get that cat away from where your feet go because your legs were cramped from sleeping with them bent all night because there was a cat down there. I have no recollection so putting of this it improved it. That improved it, right? I don't think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they're just, no, no. yeah. Can you believe uh-huh. we've been talking almost 28 minutes already? 
No. So you know what? Let's wrap up the show and then okay. let's do a part two. Yeah, um, sounds good. We'll talk a little bit offline about what we want to concentrate on for number yeah. two, but don't miss it because in integrating two multi-cat households, Linda's learned a lot about cats. Oh, and yeah. um, I have a special message about integrating two multi-cat households. So till next week, this is Linda Hall and Rita Reimers, 19 Cats and Counting. I want to also thank our awesome producer, Mark Winter. Without him taking a chance on us, there would be no show. I wouldn't be able to talk to you all about our mutual love of cats. So we'll talk to you again next week. And remember, like my shirt says, every day, Saturday. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.